Another installment of the Bitch Mob podcast. We have Dwayne Morgan back for another episode. Bitch Mob is global now. He's live in France right now. It's nighttime over there. How's everything going on? Again, thank you for pre- hopping on with us. Seven o'clock over there. Like, thanks. No, definitely, definitely, man. Uh, yeah, everything is good, man. You know, I just came out of the practice. Um, you know, been. It's been a, a one hell of a season, man. You know, I I think personally this is like the toughest season uh, for overseas basketball players ever. You know what I mean? Like with this whole COVID thing, it's ridiculous. But you know, we just trying to stay positive and trying to make do with what we have. With everything going on with COVID, like how has that affected the season? Is it less games? Are y'all kind of like the NBA? Y'all having to reschedule or cancel games? Like how's it going? Over yeah. There? Yo, honestly, it's a mess, man. You know, so. Uh, one, we have less games. So, like, normally what they would do is, like, we have two phases and then the playoffs. So, like, the first phase would be, like, uh, and there's, like, two different pools. So, like, the first pool plays each other twice. Everybody plays each other twice. And then in the second pool, does the same thing. And then, like, the top five of each pool play each other in the second phase. And they do, like, this whole, you know, second phase kind of thing. But basically with COVID, like, what we're doing is, what it's looking like we're going to do is scratch in the second phase. You know, so we'll only play the first phase of games and then the, the back end of the season, we won't even play. So, like, whoever ends up as, as the, top, the top team will, you know, move up. Whoever is the low team will just move down just based off records, like no playoffs. And uh, the reason why they're doing this is because, like, the season is getting so prolonged. You know, we have canceled games. Like, we had, I think, personally, my team had, like, at least five games get, get canceled because players had caught COVID. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then once a player on the team gets COVID, um, you know, they got to be in quarantine for two weeks. So, like, they got to push their season back. You know, at this point, everybody should be around, you know, 17, 18 games in. And some teams only have 13 games because they, they haven't made up their games yet. You know what I mean? And, um, yeah, it's just a mess. And then we had, like, a, a, a month and a half period in, I think, October and November where we didn't have any games because the country was on lockdown. So we literally couldn't play. You know what I mean? And we would practice every day. And you know how it is as a ball player. Like, you don't want to practice every day with no game. <laughs> I, and I, love, I love to work out. You know what I'm saying? I know you do too. Like, we love working out. We love, like, being in the gym. But team practice every day with no, you know, no goal. Like, we like to work out with a goal. You know what I'm saying? Like, in the middle of the season with no games, like, that was tough, man. And in the middle of, you know, after our first three games, like, that's when it happened. So it was like, you know, this is a tough year, man. It's a tough, tough year. But, um, bro, that's something different. 
just practicing and yeah. practicing. Like, like you said, we used to look forward to like, all right, we got practice today, but we know we got two games this week. We loved it. We loved it when we had like three games. We was only able to get in one practice. Oh, that's the best. That's the best. Perfect. See, but like, but it's it's cool now because like that's what we're doing now. So like over the next five weeks, I think we have about twelve games because like we're making up a lot of the games and we have to do it fast. So um, we having weeks where we have three games. Like now we good now. You know what I'm saying? We have one practice or and then one like walk around or shoot around and then a game. You know what I'm saying? And then one day in between the rest, then another game. So like now we in in that mode. But man, in November and October, oh man. I can't imagine with with the season being that way, right? Is there more of an emphasis like for winning? Like it's not a lot of room for error. You said the two yeah. halves. There's no two halves now. It's just straight. You straight eighteen games, and then hey, we getting into it. Yeah, no, one hundred percent, man. Every team that like has a goal of being like a top five team, like they all feel the pressure now. It's like you know every game matters. You know what I mean? Like there's no wasted games like there's no time to be uh having down uh parts of the season you know what i mean like a lot of teams is like stacking up the talent now you know what i'm saying you're seeing guys getting signed teams are having like 12 you know what i'm saying 12 13 players and, and still getting another you know what i'm saying big time player just because they want to you know what i mean turn stack the stack the uh stack the deck in their in their favor you know what i mean so for sure man there's a big emphasis on winning every game matters like you know we're kind of because there's no playoffs, we kind of feeling the pressure now, you know. With everything that's going on, COVID, the pressure to win, how has that taken a toll on your mental and how do you keep your mental health, like, on the up and up? Hey, man, I, you know, I'm not going to lie, man. It's, it's, this has been tough times, you know. This has been tough times. Um, like, for instance, like, we didn't get – me and – we have two Americans on my team, and we didn't get to go home. You know what I mean? Because COVID, like, they didn't they didn't want to take the risk of sending us back to the States and not being able to come back in because the flights were canceled or, like, the border the border got closed, you know? So we, we couldn't go home. And usually for us, like, that's our time to hit the reset button mentally. You know what I mean? Like, we go home, we see our family, we just, you know what I'm saying, waking up in your bed. Like, it just feels different. You know what I mean? So, like, not having that reset button, um, you know, with the ups and downs of the, of the, of the uh, basketball part, you know, it, it was tough, man. You know, it, it, it was tough. It was tough. And then especially in France, too, um, we have, like, a 6 p.m. curfew. So we cannot leave our house past 6 p.m. You know what I mean? So, like, on top of all of that, you got to stay in your house and just watch Netflix. You know what I mean? Like, if, you, if you're not built the right way, I'm not going to lie. If you're not built the right way, it's very easy to fall into a depression. You know what I mean? And I can see a lot of players going through that because it's like you don't have that human interaction you don't have your family. You don't have, you know what I'm saying? And and sometimes in, in the season, you're not playing games. You know what I mean? So you don't have that outlet to, like, express yourself, you know what I'm saying, physically. So it's, like, it, it's very tough. And for me, personally, what I would do is, like, I don't know. I, I'm the kind of person I can be alone. You know what I mean? I'll listen to, listen to uh, audio books or, like, read a book or, you know what I'm saying, do something to take my mind off of basketball, take my mind off of the fact that I haven't been home. I like to go for walks. You know what I mean? Like, just little things that kind of disconnect me, you know what I'm saying, from, from the pressures and from all that mental stuff. And for me, that works, you know. Uh, hey, that's what's up. I know that's just as important to the success on the court as the physical aspect. We heard 100%. Kyrie has been outspoken on it. Jersey kids yourself from Jersey, from West Orange. What were your takes on everything that happened with that Kyrie situation? I just wanted to get your perspective being that, 
you from the area and everybody had a different perspective on Kyrie and the mental health and him not playing and being outspoken on social issues. Yeah. Um, I, I, the, the last part of your question, I didn't really get because I think the, the, the audio was kind of messed up. Could you, could you repeat the last part of your question? I was saying, what was your perspective on everything that was going on with yeah. the Kyrie situation? Yeah, I mean, you know, for one, like, I, I, I respect Kyrie so much for, like, coming out and saying it, you know, because if he's saying it, you know a whole bunch of players is feeling it, but they just didn't feel comfortable enough to come out and actually say it, you know. So I respect it once for even putting it out there because as men, you know, men don't like to admit, you know, I'm going through mental things and that's not really, like, you know, normally like a, like a manly thing it's not seen as a manly thing so for him to come out and say yo listen man like I ain't right up here it's a lot going on in the world it's a lot going on with me I need to I, I gotta step away I understand that 100 percent you know what I'm saying because maybe he felt like if he's not right mentally then he's not going to perform the way that he wants to on the court you know and then if he don't if he if he didn't say nothing and just didn't perform on the court they would have been on him anyway like oh Kyrie he oh why he getting paid this much he's not performing but then you saw he come come back, you know, he hit that reset button, he came back, and he started killing. You know what I mean? So it's like, for me, I respect what he did, man. I respect what he did. And I understand that. You understand it too as a, as a ball player. Like, if we're not right up here, it don't matter how much we work out. It don't matter how, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not going to look how we want it to look, you know? So, yeah, no, I respect what he did. I have no problem with what he did, man. And I think, for me, honestly, I think maybe more players should be op more open about that, you know? You see some of these big-time stars, like, they're talking about their mental health and you know, their struggles, you would never think that as an average person, like thinking that, you know, these guys get paid so much money to play a sport that they have mental health issues, you know, but clearly it's a thing because so many people are saying it, you know, so I think as the trend, you know, continues, guys like Kyrie is trailblazing that, that kind of thing, you know, uh, I think more people will come out and say it and, you know, I guess work their way on to, you know, making that space more, you know, better for them mentally. Yeah, I mean, you alluded to it. The five games after that, he's like averaging 37 and six, like something <laughs> crazy. Yo, as, yo yeah. as, as a coach, as a coach, I'm taking that, bro. What you need to go home and, 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 and you come back doing that? Go ahead, bro. You got it anytime, anytime. I'll take that all every time. Yeah, I think people forget too. Like, it's not the question with Kyrie has never been on the court, like the on the court, he. It's no question. We know what he is. It's a yeah. straight talent, point guard, shooting guard, whatever position you want to put him at, he's going to do his job on the court. And I think because of him speaking out, you might see something like in the future contracts where they have the a clause or something in there like, hey, mental health, if I need to take two, three weeks off, like I feel it'll be something in people's contracts coming up because yeah. it is so important. And I mean, you think about like an actual, everybody puts this, you know, oh, they get paid millions. But if you look yeah. at a regular job, you get time off, you get paid time off, you get vacation That's days, cool. you get, but when you in the league, you don't, you don't get that. Play all yeah. 82, don't right. take nothing off unless you're on low right. management. And even then, yeah. still come to the game. So I think that's something that we'll see eventually yeah. become normalized. Yeah, you know, but that, that like that that will be interesting for me because I I, I would want to see how that works out. You know, like you look at a guy like Kyrie, he can do that. You know what I'm saying? Like he has a lot of leeway. He's proven himself in every type of way possible. 
you know, I wonder if the 12th man on a team could do the same thing, you know, because it's like maybe the team will look at it like, oh, yeah, you need time off. Okay, go to the G League. We'll call somebody else up. And then now you just lost your spot. You know what I mean? Like, and then would the team be in the wrong for that? You know what I'm saying? I, I I just want to see how that will work out. I think it's a great idea. You know what I mean? But they like they have to go through that. You know, there's a lot that goes into that because now it's like, am I is the is the team does that? Is the team you know are they shaming you for having mental health issues? You know what I'm saying? Like you have mental health issues. All right, go ahead. We just don't throw you away. We just bring somebody else with that don't have the mental health issues. You know what I mean? Like I would be really interested to see that, and I will be really interested to see how they work that work that whole thing out. Yeah. I- I think it would be, as you're alluding to, like, it's in negotiations. I don't think a team will negotiate with the two-way player to have that in a contract. But a Kyrie, like you said, Kyrie could do that. LeBron could do yeah. that. KD, yeah. players like that. I think teams will be all the well open to it, like like you just said. All right, if you need to take two weeks and you come back 37-7, and seven, you, want, you want another two weeks? <laughs> like, Straight up. Same thing you saw with Dennis Rodman when we watched the last dance. Yeah, right, right. And maybe, maybe that was the job. blueprint the whole time. Yeah, maybe that was the blueprint the whole time. He maybe he came back, the method did his job. Came back, got 30 rebounds. Like, <laughs> you can't complain with that. Um, For you being in France with all the social justice issues that like are still going on, we've talked about it. How is it, as you said, you haven't been able to come home and seeing the things that still yeah. happen. Yeah. Oh uh, man, you know, it's it's uh it it feels like it's a lot harder, man. But at the same time, I feel like like I'm 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 doing a good job with staying in tune. You know, I'm I'm doing a good job with like following what's going on back home. You know, I'm I'm still reading the good publications from back home. I'm still following uh activists from back home. So it's like I, I feel as though I'm still in tune. But you you almost feel like, you know, there's not really much you can do like from over here, except uh, use your platform. And, and you know, me and you spoke about this the last time, it's just like me trying to use my platform as much as possible to, uh, you know, bring awareness to it, you know? And then even sometimes I, I might start a conversation with a French person or the, you know, the French people here, they might see what I'm, what I'm saying. And then, you know, it, it might start a conversation over here. So it's like, I'm trying. I'm still trying to find, you know, find my way and 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 figure out where my part is in that. And um, well, yeah, it's tough being here and you know seeing what's going on there, man. It's like, oh, and it's not stopping. You know, it's like this. It's ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. Yeah, you you mentioned like going back to Kyrie. Kyrie does a great job of using his platform to talk about what's going on on all facets. Um, one of the things that we didn't get into the last time you were here on the bench mob was the process which you going overseas. One of the people, like a lot of questions, some people were asking, how did you go about choosing your agent um, to get you over there? Like, what was that process like of choosing an agent? Um, all right, so initially, like my agent, my first agent that got me my first job overseas, um, I, I basically did like a showcase, right? I did a showcase when I was in college. And um, the, the way that I got in the showcase was that they actually hosted the event at my school. So like when they were asking like my school, you know, oh, can we, cause it was like a you know, big time showcase. They had like all the D1 guys come in and 
they was asking my school for um for you know for the gym because it's like a great location you know Long Island close to the city you know um so I guess my coach kind of negotiated for me he was like yeah you could use you could use the gym but you gotta use my player you know my best player and so they was like okay cool uh, we we'll use them and um they ended up putting me on their website. And just from there, like, I kind of got, uh, like, interest from uh, agents. You know, they would look at the website, and they would look at agents, reach out to me, like, that way, uh, initially. So um, I did the showcase, and then after the showcase, they, you know, there was one agent that was kind of recruiting me hard, and uh, I kind of just went to him. You know, he was, he, he was like, a, he was a, a small fish in the, in, in the big sea, like, in a big, in a big agency, you know, but he really believed in me, and, you know, we had a great relationship. He thought I could have, like, a great career overseas. So he kind of... Um, that's kind of how I, I went about getting my first agent. Literally from the showcase, he found me on the website, followed me. You know, he he liked what he saw. He he you know he liked the stats, and um, he got me my first job. And then once you're in, you know, once you have your first job, it's kind of like you're gonna get a lot of interest from other agents. You know, just literally, the, I think the hardest part is getting your foot in that door initially. You know, and because um, once you're there, you perform, and then you'll have you know, tens and twenty different agents hitting you up and, 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 and wanting to work with you. So yeah. I I, I don't know. I, I can't speak for the validity of every showcase. You know, sometimes these college showcases are scams. But at the same time, you know, some of them out there they you know they, they can be they can be good. Now that you're over there, you're a staple being overseas what is it like being an American? Because we hear all the rumors like, all right, the Americans over there are treated like gods and they're expected yeah. to come and dominate. They got to average 30. Yeah. How is it being yeah. American over there? Like, are those rumors true of being an American at an overseas team? Yeah, no, nah, I mean, I would say yes and no. Like, in some countries, yeah. Like, there's, like once you get overseas, you realize that there's different markets, right? So it's like, if you come to a place like, um, I say like, yeah, you could take France, uh, for example, or like a place like Austria or something, you know, their Americans got to come in, they got to have, you know what I'm saying, you got to come in with big 20-point games, you got to come in and, you know, get 10 rebounds, you have to do something like, you know, literally outstanding, you know what I mean? Like, you literally have to get like a nice, little seven points and, and six rebounds, you know what I mean? They're looking for, yeah, the American to come in because, uh, you know, they're going to put the ball in your hand, you know what mm. I mean? So it's like, you're going to get the opportunity, you know? But then if you go to a place like Spain, it's like, it's more like systemic, you know, they, they kind of want you to blend in, like, what do you do great? Okay, it might not be, it, you know, it might not just be scoring. You know, you can make a, a name for yourself in Spain by rebounding and playing defense. And you'd be like, a, a you know, uh, regarded as like a really good American, you know what I mean? And they'll be okay with that. Whereas other markets, it's like, all right, yeah, you can rebound, you can play deep, but we kind of need you to, you know what I mean, put the numbers up too. So it's like, it, it kind of depends on where you go, you know? And then also, like, once you build, like, a reputation for yourself, that reputation is going to carry you a long way overseas, you know? So if you built your reputation as a scorer, and, you know what I'm saying, you come into one of these countries, they're going to be like, yo, we, we want to see what, you know what I'm saying, what you, what you, what you build up to be. So reputation, uh, reputation matters a lot. Um, but yeah, no, so, no, so some, some teams, uh, some places, yeah, they want you to, they want you to be the guy. Like I, I always tell the story when I was in Argentina, you know, as soon as I got off the plane, the assistant coach comes up to me with a clipboard and he says, what do you like the ball? 
And he says, okay, you like the ball here, here? Okay, we're going to run. We're going to make up five plays for you where you get the ball here and here. I'm like, damn. Like, for me, that sent a message. Like, boy, you better produce. <laughs> you better produce. <laughs> and I remember, like, my first, my first, and this is my first year. So my first pro game, I had, like, a good, you know, 15. And I had, like, a 15 to 10, I think. Mm-hmm. I remember that game because my first, my first pro free throw that I took, I airballed it. I airballed my first pro free throw. I'm like, yo, this, <laughs> maybe this ain't for me. I'm at like, the line thinking, like, yo, maybe this ain't for me. But that was, like, my first shot. And so, um, but I finished the game with 15 to 10. And it was cool. Like, everybody was, you know, happy and chill. Next game, I came back at, like, 14 and 9. It was cool. You know, everything was good. And then uh, the third game, I had, like, 20, you know, 22 and 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 maybe 22 and 10. And then the president, he comes up to me, puts his arm around me. Oh, Dwayne, you good? Like, start asking if I need anything. Like, you know what I'm saying? Now he's treating me differently because I just put that 20 piece up. But if I, if I was, you know, just chilling in the teens and I would, you know, it would be like, oh, yeah, you know, he's a good player. But then now when you come in and you do that, then it's like, okay, you can have whatever you want, Dwayne. You need to ride, to, you need to ride to practice tomorrow. How are you going to practice? Oh, you need- <laughs> Your apartment is good. You need anything? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's kind of like that too, man. Wow, that's hey. We all just need it, you know. We are are the same mindset, like true ballers. They just want that opportunity. You got the opportunity, you know. You put the work in, and you just show out. Um, speaking of living quarters, like how is it when it comes to the living aspect? You have your own house. You got an apartment. How is it set up? Yeah, I mean, uh, for me, like in my career, I've lived in uh, a hotel room. You know, literally a hotel room, which was it was it wasn't a bad deal because, um, you know, you had a chef that that lived downstairs and they could pretty much cook for you whatever you want, whenever you want. Like you go down in the middle of the day, ah, yeah, I think I want a steak. Oh, you want steak? Okay, boom. You know, so that it's not as bad as that sounds. Uh, living in a hotel and they come and clean your room every day, like it's actually a pretty good deal. I've lived in um, a flat, you know, with this is what Spain likes to do. Spain likes to put you in like an apartment building with like four other guys you know what i mean so you in one apartment building with like four dudes that's like six 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 seven you might live with a seven footer and it's like you know it's good because like you, you build good relationships but do you really want to be living with you know with four other guys like that that could be tough and um you know you build great relationships but it's also like little things like okay like who gets the bathroom first in the morning you know what i mean like you really have to think about things like that so um so that's what i yeah, i've lived with i've lived in those type of situations um, I've lived in like a big house when I was playing in England. They they put us like maybe five players and you know four players and an assistant coach, and they put us in this big house in uh, Manchester, England. And it was cool because like, every got every person pretty much had their own floor and we had our own bathrooms. Like it was you know spacious. Nobody was kind of in in anybody's way. Um, so I guess that was cool. But now um, I, I just have like my own, own apartment. Yeah. yeah, I don't know about that one in Spain. That's sound yeah. like college <laughs> dorm life again. Yeah, no, nah, really, 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 really. Hey, big, big college energy, man. <laughs> so, going into the physical aspect in regards to your physical health, what do you do to maintain your physical health? And what's like, what's your diet like? You're obviously still young. You haven't hit your thirties or your forties yeah. yet, so. Yeah. Do it really affect you at this point? Yeah. What you eat, like, or you can still yeah. eat whatever and, and go ball out. Yeah, I mean, I I think for me, I'm blessed. Like, I'm still in that phase where I can kind of eat whatever. 
you know, but at the same time, I do feel slightly different when I do eat the right way. So like um, in season, like I try to do the right things and stay away from sugars. I try to, uh, you know, cook most of my meals. I, I try to limit the times that I, the amount of times that I order out. Um, you know, I, I try to do the good things. I drink a lot of water, um, you know, make sure my protein intake is high. You know, uh, I take like uh, certain drinks after practice. Um, just the little things that I, I can give myself an advantage advantage with. But I do, I'm going to say, like, sometimes I do slack off because I know I don't feel that much different when I play. And you know what I mean? After, like, a bad meal, you know? So it's like, but I know that's not going to last forever because I, I play with a lot of veterans and they tell me, like, yo, I have to eat straight pasta and chicken every day, you know? Like, or if I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to uh, function how I want to. So, but, and I understand that I'm getting a little bit older, so I'm going to have to tighten up my diet a little bit more. But at the same time, you know, it's not that, to me, it's not that big of a deal. Um, but like physically, I try to do a lot of uh, stretching. Like every day, you know, I'm stretching before practice in my house. I'm stretching after practice in my house. Like I'm just trying to do like all the little things that, you know, can add on uh, years, and uh, you know, on my, my, my career. Like my, my coach in Spain used to always say like, oh, Dwayne, uh, more stretch, more baskets. And like, he would always tell me, make sure you stretch, stretch, stretch. And so, you know, I, I, I try to do those things. And the weight room, you know, I, I have to stay in the weight room, you know, um, this season, like one of the things that a lot of people don't talk about with this season, you know, the COVID thing, it's affecting a lot of stuff on the court and off the court. My gym has been closed since November, you know, like in, in France, there's no gym that's open, you know, so it's like the gym that I'm usually going to and staying, you know what I mean, staying strong with, that's been taken away from me. So it's like, I'm trying to, I have to do like overcompensate with like calisthenics, you know, and like low weight stuff that we have, we have like weights in my in my um you know in my club but it's like it's not the same it's not it's not the same weight room you know i can't really bench how i want to bench sometimes you know i want to bench heavy i want to squat heavy and it's like those little things i haven't been able to do this year but traditionally yeah i'm staying in the gym uh you know just maintaining my strength that i that i build built up over the summer you know and that's another thing like we're overseas like for me i'll speak for me personally like i i my diet is much more strict and my training is much more rigorous on, in off season. Like I tend to get like a little bit more comfortable in the season because you know we're playing games. It's like everything's happening fast. But in off season, when all you have to do is train, it's like you eating perfectly. You know what I mean? Like your 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 body is like ripped up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you you're adding so much mass, and it's like everything is is is, is more it's more on point for me in the summertime. And then when you get over here, it's a little bit easier to oh uh, you know what I'm a little bit lazy. Sometimes you get in from practice at like ten o'clock. And you're like, yo, it's 10 o'clock. I don't really want to cook a whole meal that might take, you know what I mean, an hour, two hours to cook. And now I'm eating by 12 and I'm in bed by, you know what I mean, one. And so, you know, sometimes it is easy to just call Domino's or call whatever fast food places open to get a quick meal, you know. So, yeah, that, those kind of things you, you see in, in the season um, that you won't really see in off season. But, What's a good meal for you? Um, so, I mean, I cook a lot. So... I'll, I'll say a good a good uh, lunch and a good dinner. So uh, for me, a good lunch would be uh, pasta and shrimp. You know, that's like that's like my goal. That's been my go-to lately. You know, I, I do a little pasta and shrimp uh, meal. Um, and then I guess for dinner, uh, I, I cook a lot of chicken. You know, uh, sometimes I might make some curry chicken, uh, stew chicken. I, I still cook. I'm Jamaican, you know, so I still got to, you know, make my Jamaican food, uh, you know, <laughs> as, much, as much as I can. I'll jerk some chicken. 
Um, yeah, and I just eat it with rice and, uh, you know, a lot of vegetables. And, you know, I, I try to stay away from the sugars, but sometimes I might, you know, drink some juice yeah. with it. Never, never soda or anything, but get some juice with that. And, yeah. Ain't no wrong with some apple juice. Apple juice is cool. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so you mentioned, you know, weightlifting and being in the weight room. Um, for our younger players and even as players our age that still have this, uh, what you say, like this notion that weightlifting messes up your shot and messes up you on the court. For you, you said you're in the weight room. What would you say towards that? Like, how do you balance that out? Like, you, it's upper body and you got to get up jump shots. Like, how do you balance that out? Yeah, well, as far as balance, for sure. What you just said, you know, hit them weights, hit them weights, and shoot right after, so it doesn't affect the jump shot. But every player needs to get in the weight room. You know, like that. To me, that's not debatable because if you want to play at the highest level, if you just even look at the highest level, you know, guys' bodies is different. You know, if you, I was just having this conversation with one of my uh, teammates the other day. He was telling me like, "Yeah, Dwayne." Uh, you know, Andre Iguodala, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't lift heavy. I said, Andre Iguodala is 220 pounds. He's 6'6". Like, he doesn't need to add, add mass. Yeah, he needs to work on his flexibility because he's already got the mass. You know what I mean? Like, these young players, like, you don't have the mass yet. And, you know, if you want to play at these high levels, the game is physical, man. You know what I mean? Like, I'm 6'6", 210 around there, and I'm like a three. Like, you know, I'm on the wing, like. You know, in college, or in, you know, in my division, I was a, a four man, and you know, sometimes I can, I might go to five sometimes. Here, like I, I, I can't. You know, these these five men are two, two seventy. You know, these these fours are, you know, everybody is strong. You know what I mean? That's that's the point I'm trying to make. So it's like, you have to hit the weight room. Um, I think in off season, like especially this past off season, like one of the things I wanted to do was was add mass. You know, and every day I was, or every day that I would lift heavy. I would just shoot, shoot everything out, shoot everything out, shoot it out. And for me, I don't think it affected my jump shot uh, that that much. You know, if you if you're working on straight strength and no flexibility, then yeah, I can see it affecting your jump shot. You know, because you're gonna be stiff when you you know when you get into your shot. But um, I think hey, I think everybody needs a weight room um, as long as you just do it the right way. You know. Yeah. And once like you go to college, like once you go to college, they're gonna they're gonna put you in that weight room. You have no you you know you have no choice. They're gonna put you in that weight room, you know what I mean? And like, so why not get a head start if you're in high school? Why not get a head start? Yeah, like you just mentioned, it's about doing it the right way. Um, for you, you're a slimmer, slimmer guard. Um, for people that are of the slimmer build, right? So you look at, for example, Giannis. Giannis comes back, says he puts on 15 pounds of muscle, but he still is slim. How, in your opinion, and your experience, how are you able to put mass on and still be slim and keep your flexibility, but that's actually still building, you know, shrink? Yeah, I mean, for me, for me, what I, what I, what I realized is, uh, you know, strength is, is you know, Giannis is strong. You know, he, he's slim, but he's strong. So it's like, I'm lifting to get strong. I, do I want to get bigger? Yeah. But like you said, like, I might not have the, the muscle the DNA to get wide like this, you know? So, but for me, I feel strong for my size. You know, a guy that's a little bit, that might look like he's a little bit bigger than me. He's not, he might not be stronger than me. You know what I mean? So it's like, as long as you're lifting the right ways, you're going to add strength. And that's like, that's one of the things that I was trying to do uh, this past off season. So it's like, 
yeah, I might not be one of them guys that walk around with shoulders looking like P.J. Tucker. But, you know, you you can't just push me around like how you think you can just based off, of, you know, based off of my, uh, off of my uh, physical appearance, you know. Like when Giannis gets to the – when he's going and guys don't just push him off his mark, you know. Like he's kind of – he's sturdy with it. He'll get to the rim how he wants to get there. Guys ain't just pushing him around, you know. And, I'm, and I think KD is the same way. People, you know, KD is strong. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he's just wiry strong. Like when KD, when KD goes uh for a finish, like guys ain't just pushing him around. And he ain't just like flimsy falling on the floor every time he's going for a finish. No, he's banging on guys. You know, he's getting there. He's getting to where he wants to get. And you can't do that if you're not strong. You know, so I think he has a very strong core. Like he is one of them guys that's like they real strong here, you know, and maybe his arms is flimsy. But I don't think you just pushing him around, you know. So it's like, yeah, I think just lifting for strength, you know, not necessarily for the looks. We're not bodybuilders, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's one of the things that people have to realize. Like we're not. I'm not. You're never gonna see me in the gym curling 200 pounds. Like that's not. That does nothing for my game. You know what I mean? Like so, I, I'm not trying to look like that anyway. You know. But as long as I'm strong and guys ain't just throwing me around or you know what I mean, pushing, getting me off my mark, I, I you know, I'm I'm cool with that. Yeah, I think people sometimes, um, in general, get confused by the frame. The frame may seem slim, but the person is strong. You mentioned they have a strong core, or a lot of their muscle mass is in their legs, and then being able to hold a hold a base, and you can't just post them up. Like you see some guards, like that's under six feet or six one, six yep. two, and are on the block. Boom, posting or Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday yeah. is not the biggest looking guy, yeah. but we've seen practices right. this year alone where he's able to uphold Giannis. The dude yeah. is strong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So sure. strong sure. core. And, and, and I know yeah. those legs is different. Look, look at Saquon. Yeah. Those legs is different. Man, Saquon. <laughs> Saquon is like, hey, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question because this is something that I have, you know, uh, debates about all the time. Do you think NBA, who, like, what group of athletes do you think is the best group of athletes in the world? NBA or NFL players? Overall, like, just overall athletes? I'd have to say NFL. It's like, it's a few couple of NBA players that could play in the league for the NFL, but you see mad NFL players that really could play in the NBA. They got the hops, they got the strength, they got the footwork. If they just get, you know, the fundamentals down or whatever, and they go to the court, they already got the physical tools, they straight. Yeah. They they good. All the wide receivers, tight ends, the goalposts is 10 feet. They clearing that with no problem. And they windmilling. Some people out there. Yo, and the thing is, it's, it's everybody from the 5'8 slot wide receiver to the 6'7. I mean, just think about it. You 6'7, 320 on the offensive line, and you moving like that. We, like, we ever see when they had a sweep, and you see the big guards coming out. Yeah, yeah, and they move. That's, they a, that's move. a different type of athleticism. 6'7, 320, and you moving like that way. You don't I see agree. that in, in, the, in the NBA. I don't yeah. think Shaq could move no, at that. No, no, no. You no, feel no. what I'm saying? Like Rudy no, Gobert don't. could move no. like that. It's it's yeah. very rare. That's why when you get the centers or the set, the people like Zion, that's a freaking nation. Yeah. They 
that yeah, when yeah. you get people Pretty like cool. that that's six eight two sixty two seventy but his neck is above the rim oh yeah you're different <laughs> right and then but then when, when we when we get a zion like that in the nba it's like oh my god this guy is ridiculous but then if zion like you could you could probably find six zions in nfl right now like on one team you know what I'm saying? like i saw miles jarrett posted a video of him playing ball the other day like, Load a video. like what <laughs> i'm like yo what did i just watch this guy is six six 290, you know what I'm saying? Moving like he is, he literally moved like a bigger version of Zion. Like, it's ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. I agree with you 100%. NFL players, like, to me, like, is, is, is the cream of the crop as far as athlete goes. Like you just said, that's a defensive lineman. Like, Not imagine, even a skill position. Exactly, bro. Those edge rushers, I feel, I feel bad. This is completely sidebar, but I feel bad for Russell Wilson. J.J. Watt, now it was on the Cardinals. Like, how many of them jokers he got to yeah. see? That's twice, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, twice a year he got to deal with J.J. Watt, Chandler Jones. Then you got the other teams, bruh. You think you think, uh, you think Russ is gonna get? You think Russ is gonna uh, be a Seahawk next year or this this, this coming season? It's so tough with the NFL because it's not like the NBA where you could really flex your way out and, and go to a different team. Um, I don't, I don't, I think he's going to be a Seahawk again. I, his main issue, I don't even think he want to leave. He just said, yo, can y'all get some people to block for me, bro? Like, mm -hmm. if you look at his career, since he's been in the league, he's been sacked the most over like the last five years or something crazy like yeah. that. So yeah, I think he would want to stay. It's just, he ain't got no blockers and yeah. he's not your six four, six five quarterback. He started off the season. MVP, MVP, Russell Wilson. Right. And then ended right. off the season. You feel me? So I think yeah. he's going to stay. I mean, that's where the NFL is different from the NBA. You you could look at James Harden. Bro, it's not really working for me no more. I want out. He's out. Deshaun Watson. Yeah. yeah. You might have to sit he's out. He might have to sit out the year. If he really if he really want to get out, he might have to right. sit out a year, give up the bread. And not play because, which is crazy. Which that's is crazy. that's that's what's different with the NFL and the NBA. NBA, yeah. the, the players have so much freedom, leeway to do what they want. Yeah, they've been doing it for See, years. Yo, I want to win. Yeah, so, you know, so, and, and sometimes you know, I, I I think as an athlete, okay, I I respect it. Yeah, you know, you want out and you force your way out. But I, I like, for instance, James Harden, I didn't really agree with how he went out. You know what I mean? Like, like the overall, like what he wanted to do. All right, cool. Like, yeah, I respect it. You know, you, you feel as though you can't win there. You want to, you know what I'm saying? You want to go somewhere that you can win. But I don't know if I agree with the way he went about it. Like, to me, he kind of did the most to get out of there. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, man. You know, it's one of those things, man. I, which way is better? You know, the NFL has so much structure. They have so much discipline. It's like, you know, this is how we're doing it. It's the system. The NBA is more like every, everybody can kind of do what they want. It's like so much leeway. But then you can get a case where a guy is literally like, yo, F this, man. I'm going to, you know what I'm saying? I ain't coming to training camp. Like, yeah, you got to pay my bills. But, you know, F you. I don't want to play with you no more. You know, new coach, you know, then black coach. You know, there was, was so much going on in that situation. It was like, is that the best way to do it? You know, but then again, in the NBA, you can literally do whatever you want. Like, Adam Silver lets those guys, you know, just kind of do their thing, which is, like, great, you know what I'm saying? But it's a catch-22 because you are going to get that. And 
you know, you are representing a league at the end of the day. So when I see James Harden, you know, being buddy buddy with a little baby while his team is grinding it out in, in training camp and they doing honey bun exchanges and you know what I'm saying? It's like, man, that's kind of weird, man. Like, you know, you do represent the NBA at the end of the day. You are a face of a friend of a, of a, a organization, you know? So it's like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, with that, does, like we talk about that all the time. Like, does Deshaun Watson have to do that same thing to get out? Right. Like, maybe we don't know what hit behind closed doors. Maybe like, you feel me, Harton tried to go about it the right way and he felt that was his only option. Yeah. I agree though. That was the first thing I said, like, all right, kudos. He's on Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. they're a championship contender now, but outside of that, how he yeah. went about it though. Like, yes, we already know his talent, all that Brooklyn. Oh, they might be going to the finals. Cool. Great. But the way he went about that, like the last interview, throwing the teammates under the bus, like, yo, we're not good enough to win. Like, that gave yeah. me that gave me flashbacks. Rest in peace, Kobe, when this joker was like, yo, these niggas are <laughs> soft as sharp. <laughs> oh, um, that part, I, if you want to come at the organization, cool, but. Yeah. Yeah, team, I agree. Like, I agree. John Wall ain't deserve that. Boogie ain't deserve that. No, Eric Gordon. They just got there. They just got there, man. They didn't deserve that. Eric Gordon's been on your team for the last like three, four years. You talking about Eric Gordon, Daniel House, PJ Tucker. Right. right. That's like you said, that's the NBA. It's kind of like a uh it's a free-for-all. It's a it's a jail where they just do whatever they want to do. Literally. And I, the thing I said with this, though, it's like, yo, him doing that, AD getting out of uh, the Pelicans when he wanted to get out. Yep. I think you see this next year coming up when they do the renegotiations for the CBA. You're going to see owners try to, hey, we got to talk about this. Y'all just can't be yeah. doing this. And I think that's yeah. where it's going to hurt. You, you could be a James Harden and Anthony Davis and do that, but other players now, they're going to try to put something in their contracts are negotiated like you can't just force your way out. We right, you know the owners right. rock with that. Yo, look, look yeah, and yo, to be honest, if I was the owner, like I would be pissed, man. Like, what do you mean? You know, we just got so close. We we didn't did so much great things, James. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I would be pissed, man. If I gotta look on every time I look on the uh the internet, I see you, you know, doing something crazy, and I'm thinking that you just you know taking time for your mental health or something, and you over here with little baby and talking shit about my organization like i would be pissed man you can't just do that to me you know you're you know but i guess catch 22 yeah like you said it's a catch 22 like i like it on the aspect of Kyrie able being able to do something for his mental health but then you got the whole flip other side where james Harden forces his way out and literally burns all of houston on the way out that's where it's like it's a bad look it's like where owners again they might not want to give players that much freedom right. when it comes to this next negotiation of the CBA yeah. deal. I yeah. really feel they're going to bring this up. When and I that think comes that's a great up. point, man. I think that's a great point. Yeah. And that freedom is great, but then, hey, it might affect the 11th, 12th player if they change right. something in the contracts. James Harden, right. you're straight. Anthony Davis, you're straight. Brian, yeah. you're straight. Rest of us can't do that, bro. Yeah. Rest of us, <laughs> we need every single check. We can't do that. Um, uh, speaking of the NBA, though, one of the things where it seems like they might have got it wrong in this aspect, 
they're having an all-star game with everything going on. You have players yeah. pushing back from Braun and Giannis. What's your thoughts on the NBA actually having all-star game in a whole format? They're trying to do all of this in one day. Skills contest, yeah, dunk I, contest. Yeah, I just, I all just of this in one day in Atlanta. And want players yeah. not to do anything. Just go to your hotel, come to the game, and then fly back home. The likelihood in Atlanta being wide open. Right, 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 right. Yeah. You want NBA players to go down there. <laughs> don't do anything. We don't want to come anyway. We'd rather have a vacation. Right. Don't, nothing? Yeah. See, no, that's, yeah. They, they're doing a little bit too much, man. And for me, for me, just thinking about it in like a historical context, like there has never not been an all-star game. Like, you know, like the all-star game actually does mean something, you know, not only to the players, but to the fans. Like, could you like, could you imagine if we went through a whole year and we didn't have the all-star game? Like even just like the topics, like, you know, when the all-star starters come out, oh, who should have been on the team? Like it does so much for, you know what I'm saying? Us as fans, like I couldn't imagine us not having the game. You know what I mean? It's like, we kind of need that, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, it's a break for the season, you know, all like the, the fantasy matchups in your head, you can yeah. see it in real life. Like, we kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like, when I saw, uh, like, when I saw, Le like, last year's All-Star game, I see LeBron and Joel Embiid going at it in the post. Like, that's cool to me. Like, I'm not going to see that in a regular season. And you got KD behind them and, you know what I'm saying, Kawhi on the wing. Like, that's fire for me. So, I couldn't see a, a, a scenario. I wouldn't want a scenario that we don't have the All-Star game. Now the way they do it, yeah, you can. You guys are being a little bit extreme now. You know, it's like it's almost like the 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 the, 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 the nice teacher that has a bad class that let the you know what I'm saying let them do everything, and then one day she come in and say, no, nah, y'all gonna sit down and y'all gonna do y'all work today. You know what I mean? It's like you you kind of let these guys do whatever they want, and then for the All Star game you're gonna say, oh yeah, well you I want you to do this this and that. I don't think the players are gonna follow it. Um, I don't like how they set it up, but I do like that they are trying to have the all-star game, you know, as a yeah. player. But I could see if I was a player, you know, maybe I wouldn't want to do it, you know. But as a fan, like, it does mean a lot. Yeah, as a fan, uh, shoot, our next episode tonight, we're talking about the skills challenge, three-point contest, dunk contest. See, it's like, great as a fan, yeah. but you actually get paid to do this. I can't imagine as a player like LeBron. Yeah. The Miami Heat, Jimmy Butler, bam, they didn't get on the squad, but you barely had two, three weeks, maybe a month after the finals ends, you hop back in the season, and then y'all want us to have an all-star game. Yeah. And, of course, players like LeBron, he's not going to take off the all-star game because he knows the importance of, again, the fans. Imagine yeah. having an all-star game and LeBron didn't play. That would just – yeah. And again, it's a business, yeah, so I that get wouldn't it. feel right. <laughs> it's a yeah, business, so I get sure, it. The NBA, sure. that's a lot of a lot of money they would lose out not having the All-Star game. They are doing good things too, also with like, you know, donating, I think it was something on the lines of last I saw like 20, 30 million towards HBCU. So there's oh, some yeah. other, yeah, oh, some okay. other things that's, that's coming cool. good out of it. Like they're using the day to kind of like promote HBCUs and things like that. So there's some good yeah. that's coming out of it. I just think it's tough for those players that are uh, Lakers or Miami or Nuggets that were making those deep playoff runs. 100%. And, uh, you know, and, 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 and to me, you know, from a player standpoint, the players in, like, our generation, I don't think they have that big of a problem with it because it's like, you know, we're young anyway. It's like, yeah, okay, you know, 
little recovery time. It's one extra day I have to go and, you know, fly into Atlanta. But you're kind of up for it at 26, 27, 28, you know? Now, coming from LeBron's point of view, yeah, I can understand, man. It's like one, you know what I'm saying? One more game and one more uh, 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 travel route, you know what I mean? So I can understand from his point of view. But I think the guys, you know, our generation, I don't think they have that big of a problem. Maybe I could be wrong. Maybe everybody hates the idea. But, you know, we at the end of the day, it is basketball, and we all love to hoop. Like, you know. Yeah, it's different. We was we just had an open gym at uh, Roosevelt over the weekend. Oh, uh, yeah. I think we was there for, like, two hours. And dudes like, yo, I'm tired. We done. One of my boys was like, yo, we used to be at the JCC for, like, eight hours a day. Like, yeah. Yeah, we yeah, used yeah. to go go there for morning. Jokers would go to masterpiece and get a slice. Come back to yeah. the gym for another four hours. <laughs> like yo, times have changed, bro. No, like, 100%. Some people, our generation, really don't. It's it's sad, but some people don't love the game like that anymore. Like like you, yeah. I'm pretty sure you had to say Roosevelt being at yep. the park. You would be at the park for eight nine hours. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Not not think about being 100%. hungry. Nothing. Nah. You just had your water, your nah. game ready, and you'll be straight, nah. straight for nine hours. Yeah. Jokers be hungry afterward, yeah. but <laughs> you just ball it. Yeah. This year, you know, the duck yeah. go ahead. Yeah. No, nah, I was going to say, like, um, I think that that is what, like, separates some countries, you know, like, certain countries kind of stand out from the others, you know, because it's like, like you said, Amer- Americans, as, at least our generation, as kids growing up, we are out there, you know, doing extra. Like, we practiced, yeah, we did all the good things, but we stayed extra, and we really loved the game, and, like, we really put a lot of time into the game. And now you got countries like, um, for example, Serbia, right? And they, like, the way that they love the game, too, because, you know, all these great Serbian players, there's no... It's no coincidence that all these great Serbian players are coming into the league and having big impacts right away. You know, all these Eastern Europeans, they do, like, extreme things. Like, I've heard stories of, like, players can't leave the gym until they make, you know, 70 out of 83s. And they'll literally, like, buy you lunch and say, like, you, you can sleep here. You just can't leave the gym until you make your mark. You know what I mean? Like, they have crazy stories like that. And they're doing, like, they're always doing an extra, going an extra mile. So, like, this surgence of these, you know, Nikola Jokic, uh, Luka Doncic's, Goran Dragic's, like, this isn't, like, uh, you know, a lucky thing like oh it just happened to be. no these guys are really like that <laughs> you know what I'm saying like they really put in a lot of time and they do like above and beyond you know then you got these other countries that's like you know good players and maybe one or two players the one or two players might be making the NBA but you know they don't go that extra mile like they don't do that eight hour JCC day you know what I mean on a regular and just you know what I mean normal for them that's so true speaking of the young players, dunk contest this year has none of the stars. You got Anthony Simmons, Cassius Stanley, Obi Toppin. Are you interested in the dunk contest? We, we've seen over years that is the mystique of it has gone down. And when you don't have players like a LeBron or a Zion who was rumored to do it, but came out and said yeah. he wasn't going to do it. Are wow. you interested in the dunk contest when it's not the stars here? Yeah, and I'll tell you why, man. Uh, you know, we in a day and age where people are professional dunkers now. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like back in the day where only the bat- the elite basketball players could do the crazy dunks. You know, these guys might be more creative than uh, Zion. Now, are they, you know, I don't know. Maybe Obi might have a chance. 
but like there's a chance like it, like it's possible you know it's possible that a, a guy that's like towards the end of the league like for instance remember um the player from the Knicks that, that won the dunk contest uh his name was white i think something white like back in the day this is like an old maybe like the 2009 2010 era james white james white and he was like a finalist in the dunk contest nobody nobody knew who he was but his like his dunks were like ridiculous. The things that he was doing was ridiculous. Like he would go from the free throw line between legs. Like LeBron couldn't do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? LeBron was a superior superstar player, but he can't do that. You know, so for me, like these players might be on that next one. Like Dennis Jr. I, I don't watch Dennis Jr. Like I don't watch him on tape. I don't, you know, follow his career as a basketball player. But if it's Duncan, I want to see what he could do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like Obi Toppin is a guy like that, too. Like, where it's like, yeah, when he was in college, did you see this man in college? Obi Toppin, <laughs> he was doing each days on fast breaks. Like, you must bounce, you have to have to have the confidence to do an East Bay on a fast break in a, like, real college game. Like, I, I would love to see him, you know what I mean, compete in that arena. So the star power would be great, yes. But at the same time, dunking has evolved to a whole nother level now. Like I would pay money to see some of these uh, Instagram dunkers, like in real life. I would pay literally money to see one of these guys go at it with each other, you know, because the things that they're doing now is it's completely different. Like the game has changed now, you know. It's not the regular dunk contest, man. Yeah, like, I Zach, think like that Zach, would... Zach, Zach Levine, yo, Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon weren't stars before the dunk contest. They weren't stars, you know what I'm saying? Zach Levine was like a budding. You could see like flashes. Aaron Gordon, we just looked at him as he had bounced. Like, they weren't big guys. But the dunk contest helped them get to stardom, I believe. Like, I don't think we'd look at Zach Levine the same if he didn't have that historical dunk contest run. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, a lot of that had to do with, like, what he is now, and especially with, with confidence, too. Maybe after that, he might feel like, man, I'm on top of the world. Like, now I got a million followers on the gram. Everybody looks at Everybody knows my name now. Like, I could really go now. You know, I have the confidence to really take my game to the next level. You know, that, that could have been in play, too. Yeah, you mentioned Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon. That's the thing where specifically them, for example, smaller market teams. Everybody don't see Zach Levine every night. You feel me? Everybody not seeing Aaron. They don't get that many televised games. So you're right. on this stage now. And now you have people that mean, ah, yo, let me see how he actually ball. Let me go watch yeah. a Chicago Bulls game and see how Zach Levine is doing. Exactly. Let me go watch the Orlando Magic and see how Oren Gordon plays as a basketball player. Now that I know, he jumps out the gym. So Exactly. I think that could be a good thing. Two more before we transition for with the quickness. So I propose this as a new way to do the All-Star game because a lot of people, again, yo, the All-Star snubs and why they keep having centers in it and this, that, and the third. Oh, man. Cool. That's, that's, that's ridiculous, man. That's ridiculous. But all right, go ahead, man. <laughs> so I was thinking, all right, so if everybody got these issues, why don't they expand it to let's say 15 players total, right? Mm. Each team has 30, each team has 15 players, it'll be 30 players total. You mm. still have, for example, this year, LeBron, KD, they draft their teams. You bring 12 to the game, it's 13. You bring 13 to the game. Two, don't suit up, but you get to be able to say I was an all-star. So mm -hmm. for the most entertaining aspect, let's say this year, Vucevic is doing his thing in Orlando, 20 and 13 every night. But not that many people might want to see him in the all-star game, especially in the 
how it's evolved, the only true centers really that get touches and get busy is a Joel Embiid, an Anthony Davis, who's not really a center, a Nikola Jokic. Right. Maybe you do something like that. So then you could get whoever your snub is. Maybe yeah. they get drafted to actually play. Yeah. But everybody still gets their all-star label. Yeah. Yeah, but then but then are they are we still gonna have the snow conversation with the guys that didn't make the 15, you know? <laughs> you I think that conversation is gonna be there regardless. But like people was mentioning, for example, it was like before Devin Booker got off and yeah. got on because of AD being injured. I personally would like to see a Devin Booker over uh, a Rudy Gobert. Yeah, okay. You feel me? So right. like Rudy Gobert makes the team. Yeah. But you you just come to the game, you can watch. Yeah. Devin Booker suits up. You yeah. feel me? Like maybe it's something <laughs> like that. Just Yo, because. Right. See, now I had I had and you, you brought up Devin Booker, so I'll get into my Devin Booker point. It's like, okay, we know what he's done, right? He's a he scored 70 at the Boston Garden. Like that's all you need to say about Devin Booker. And oh, hats off to him at any point in his career. <clears throat> but you know, Rudy Gobert had a game this year where he went almost 30 and 30. You know what I'm saying? Like, he is the de- he is clearly the best defensive big man in the league. Like, he is clearly, like, one of the most important players on the number one team in the league. You know what I'm saying? So, it's like, you know, who, like, who, like, who would I take off? You said you would take off Rudy. I can't see me taking off anybody for Devin Booker to get in. You know, like, what, is he a great player? Yeah, but you can, like, for me, I watch a lot of Phoenix. He's the second most important player on his team. And his team is not a top five team in the league. Like, he, but he is, like, clearly, you know, clearly he's, 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 he's number two. Not saying he's the second scoring option, because obviously he's the real bucket. But, like, Chris Paul came to that organization and changed everything, bro. Like, they wasn't doing that last year. You know what I'm saying? Like, they wasn't in playoffs. They couldn't even sniff playoffs before uh, Chris Paul came in. So it's like, clearly – you know, he's the one, he's the reason that, you know what I mean? Like, you guys all playing the same. He's the one that came in and changed everything. So, I would say, here's the second best. You know, they people said Paul George. Like, Paul George is shooting 50, 50, 90. And his team is number two in the, in the West. Like, no, I don't think anybody's ever been shot 50, 50, 90 for a whole season. If you can keep it up, like, that's, come on, man. You know, hats off to you, man. That That's different. That you're in a whole different conversation with 50, 50, 90. But like I don't know who and Zion like Zion is six six. He might be the most dominant player in the league at six six. I literally I, I can't make a case of Devin Booker, bro. I cannot see Devin. You know what I'm saying? I definitely like, I agree. I wouldn't make a case for him. I'm just thinking on the entertainment aspect. When it first popped off, I wasn't. I had no problems with the West squad. Devin Booker yeah. shouldn't be there. Like people in the East. Oh, Trey Young, Trey Young. I don't think Trey Young should have been there. Like people was like, yo, Trey Young. Should take Ben Simmons' spot. Are y'all drunk? Ben Simmons <laughs> must be just drunk. because Ben must Simmons be doesn't drunk. shoot fifty threes a game. Right. Yeah. Again, one of our OGs that was in on the show, he's like, you can't talk basketball to everybody. Because I'm like, Ben Simmons. All right, he doesn't shoot threes. His game isn't flashy. But the man is arguably in the conversation for defensive player of the year. <laughs> he sets up that whole offense. He's a basically a 6'9, 6'10 point forward. But y'all want to say Trey Young over Ben and Simmons? And it's the best team in the East. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. 
I don't understand it, man. I don't understand it. It's got to be the only, like, you just like to see people shoot 103. You don't like winning basketball. I don't understand that either, man. I really don't understand it. Yeah, like, like I said, the only reason I can agree with any of it is uh, entertainment aspect because it's going to be more entertaining. Yeah. But I think that's what I was saying. Like, if you leave it, which I think is great, they do the draft that way. LeBron yeah. and KD know winning basketball. Some of yeah. y'all favorite players still might not get picked up. <laughs> right. I, I, I'm right. thinking Rudy Gobert because I still need defense. So, yeah. You feel nah, me? Seriously. Seriously. Then Giannis, like, Giannis passed up on James Harden last year. Like, James Harden, wanted, he might have been an MVP last year. He, he's getting picked towards the middle of the pack, you know? So, yeah, people want to play winning basketball no matter what. Exactly. Last one before we transition. If you had to choose a player that you think is comparable or mirrors your game in the NBA, who would be that player like? Dan, that's a good question, man. Um, who, I mean... Who would mirror my game? Um, huh. I mean, I I I'll start by telling you uh, who I watched the most of this past summer. Like I watched a lot of. Uh, he's not in the league right now, but I watched a lot of Grant Hill. You know, I watched a lot of Grant Hill over the summer, and um, I just like how he was so effective. Um, you know getting to the basket he just he 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 did everything right man he, you know and he didn't shoot the three that well you know what could he hit it yeah he could hit it but he didn't rely on that on that three-point shot you know but he had a nice pull up you know he had a nice uh uh right to left crossover and you know that was a nice spin move in the paint like he was just so like so solid you know he, nothing jumped off the page i feel like that was a lot of stuff that i like to do and a lot of stuff that i want to do too uh, I mean, Grant Hill for me, um, you know, that's like an ideal situation. Like, you know, yeah, I think he was, uh, I would say, somebody that I would, I would want to compare myself to. Prime Grant Hill, you know, prime Grant Hill. And he was explosive too, man. You know, he was, he was explosive. I feel like, I guess another reason why I liked him too is that he was one of those guys, like, he built his game around his body type, you know? Like, he's not one of these guys that, like, just work on anything. Like, he, like, and Jordan probably was, like, the prime example of this. It's like, that's how, I think that's how you make a great player. Like, Jordan had, he knew he had the fastest first step probably ever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Nobody can stay in front of Jordan. Three years, he literally built his game off jab because he can set. You know what I'm saying? He can literally set up everything off that jab set. And then once you once you get, you know, what I'm saying we start jabbing, jabbing, jabbing. Now that pull up is, is wide open for you. You know, and he literally, I I feel like he literally built his game around his his like biggest asset, that athleticism, explosiveness, first step, and that's what I feel. I, that's what I feel like Grant Hill did. Grant Hill has a fast first set. He worked on that first set with like with a live with, with a live ball. You know what I'm saying? His crossover right to left and then that explosion right there, like, you know, that 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 was that gave a lot of people a lot of problems. So um 
and you know, obviously Steph Curry too. If you know, if you're not the biggest guy, it's like the simplest, the simplest concept. If you're not the biggest guy, why don't you work on, you know, shooting from far away from the, you know, saying from the hoop, and why don't you work on your handles? You know, I think, I think, uh, you know, and this goes into like the younger generation too. Like, you, kids have to realize what they are. You know, I don't want to see a, a a six foot one, you know, guard that's working on, you know, all types of finishing with contact around the rim because you're going up against at certain levels, you're gonna be going up against like real big guys. Like the chances of you living in that paint, you live in you might live in the paint in high school, but you can't really live in the paint forever. Like as you go up, the paint, you know, is real is it gets real clogged. So, you know, the smaller guards should be working on jump shots, floaters, handle, you know, you shouldn't be working on just every every and anything, you know. And so that that's kinda uh, how I like to work. You know, I, I, I see what what am I good at? I'm explosive, got a quick first step. And I kind of just build around that. I feel like that's what Grant Hill did. So, yeah, that's that's my long answer for Grant Hill. <laughs> Real quick before you transition, you something you mentioned that I don't want to overlook. You mentioned you watched a lot of film on Grant Hill this summer. How do you translate what you watch in film to what you do on the court? Oh man, um, I think. Uh, uh, for me, it's it, it's um practice, you know, li- literally like I would just like take clips and uh, screenshot them, and then go to the gym, and in, in the middle of my workout, I would go back to my phone and literally like, okay, did okay, this, and I would make sure I film myself too. I think that's the big thing that every player should do, you know, film your workout because um that's how you that's how you know your progression. You might think you're killing the move, you might think you're doing the move perfectly. Then you watch the fan, like, oh, damn, that was a little sloppy, you know? <laughs> like, that's not getting by in the game. So um, just, yeah, practice, you know, whatever you see on film, bring it to practice, and then literally you'll build the habits that you that you want to build, and that translates to the game naturally, you know? And also, like, watching the film mentally, like, just having that image in your head, I think, um, you know, that plays a big part in the game too. So, yeah, I, I would say, uh, yeah, watch it, practice it, then watch yourself practicing it, you know what I mean? And then practice it some more and then, you know, get reps when you're doing live action and then, you know, it'll come into the game uh, naturally. Good advice right there. And also, one last thing, you just also, you, you can't, and sometimes you see this a lot in high school, like you can't be scared to try things, you know, like sometimes, um, you know, you have to have the guts to try it in the game because you might fail the first few times, but it's like, you know, like you have to try the things at some point, you know, you can't just be the perfect player in, in, in the workouts. And then, you know, when you get to the game, you know how to do it, but you don't do it because it's like, oh, I'm not comfortable. So the only way you can get comfortable is by doing it in the game. Like you have to actually just do it, you know? Yeah, that's key. Uh, Katie mentioned this in uh, his doc. He did wake up, workout go play some type of ball, work out, go play ball again. So uh-huh. he was saying when he would play, like, especially summertime, if I go play summer ball, this is where I can get the creativity out and try these new things that I'm working on in the gym. So then when I get back to the league, it's natural. So what yeah. you're saying is, is spot yeah. on, like, especially, again, for like high school. All right, you worked on this new move. Before you come back next season, open runs outside yeah. on the court, try the different things. And then when you come to practice, 
you come to that next season, it's already in the game naturally. I just think, you feel me, that would be the most effective way because then it's like, all right, for high school players or college players, you're coming back into the season with the senior bag now. There's no transition. I already worked on this all summer. I tried it out. Boom. I know where it works. I know where it doesn't work. I know, all right, this defender comes up here. I know the counter move. Boom, boom. Now we in the season, live games and everything count. My bag deeper. And I ain't got to worry about the transition. With the quickness segment. Start off with this first one. What's in your musical rotation on game day? On game day, um, I got uh, I got have Gunna in there. I have uh, a, a a dancehall artist named Skilly Bang. Uh, Skilly Bang, he's in there. I got um. Uh, Pusheisi, I like, I like, I like his energy right now. You know, I, I love his energy right now. Um, and then, li- literally, uh, I have a lot of, you know, '90s hip hop, you know, uh, old school. Not no, not old school, but some some older some older hip hop songs too. Um, like for instance, like last the last game, I was listening to the soul tape. You know, bad soul tape. Sometimes I just you know, I just need to hear, you know what I mean? Need to hear that kind of energy, you know. But then sometimes I might need the push I see because that's like the, the, the new energy. So I guess it depends on the day. It depends on the day. Yeah, I, I think best example of West Orange High, we might have on club music one day. Man. Next yeah. day we might have on Wheezy. It might be Gucci. Right. It's right. all depending on the day and the type of, that type of energy. Like for me, especially when you i've heard like russell westbrook say this and other players sometimes they don't listen to more of the hype up energy music because they already got that energy in them like a russell westbrook don't need to get you feel me i don't need to get hype i'm already here you see him dancing before it yeah he he already he hyped he already did so sometimes depending like on the mood like if you need to pick me up you might turn on the pool shicey but if you just Sure. I need to, you know, mellow out before the game. You might turn on yeah. the soul tapes where it's bars yeah. and it's it's yeah. something different. Yeah. I see. I like. I like. I like listening to the soul tape because it's like I just needed to. You know what I'm saying? The soul tape for me was like I'm a grown man sitting down and I'm gonna talk to you. You know what I'm saying? That was the energy that I needed going to the game. Like, hey, listen, I'm about to talk to y'all boys. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to talk to y'all. You know what I'm saying? School, school, like pretty much school, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like that type of energy sometimes. Like, cause like, Rick Ross do that for me too. Rick Ross was like, yo, I'm a grown man. I'm, I'm on a different level than y'all. You know what I'm saying? And let me talk to you. And like, sometimes I, I, that's how I feel too. Let me talk to you real quick. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I gotta get in that bag before I play sometimes, man. For real. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta put yourself in that position, in that mindset. Like you said, Ross is good for that, and it's like. That that famous line that Jay Z says, like when I come back wearing the four five, it ain't to play games with you, it's to aim at you. Like it's the aim, L. See, and I listen to Hove every day on game day. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I don't know how I forgot to say Hove, but I listen to Hove every. He is, is the epitome of what I just said. <laughs> I'm not here to play games with you. You know what I'm saying? I'm on a different level than y'all. Let me just talk to you real quick. I'm on a whole different level. But yeah, yeah, I definitely, I need that energy, man. Yeah, that puts you in a different mindset yeah. of the aggression that needs to come into that game. 
Yeah. Right now, I know you over in France, but the city, the energy is live in New York with Brooklyn being a winning team in the Knicks for the first time since like 2012. Our right, two Cut games over Knicks, 500. Man. Like, is Tibbs <laughs> the front runner for coach of the year in your opinion? Dang. Um, as much as I want to say, like, for me, uh, if I had to vote, I would vote for Tiz just because I, I like the mix. But, no, I would say uh, is Snyder, is it Snyder the Snyder. of all the, Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would say Quinn Snyder, you know, what he's, what he's done. You know, he turned, he, he, he literally turned everything around. I mean, the Knicks is a great story. Like, don't get me wrong. And for me, like, New York will always be a Knicks town. You know, the Nets used to be in Jersey. Like, we was growing up Jersey Nets fans. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but the Knicks, like, that's New York. Like, when the Knicks do good, like, things just feel better. You know what I mean? Like, James Harden is in Brooklyn right now, and it feels cool, but you just feel good about the Knicks. Like, ah, let's go, man. We here. Like, you know what I'm saying? We winning games. We above 500. Look at the playoffs. The Knicks in the playoffs. Like, you know how, like, we that just feels good. It just feels right. You know what I'm saying? For the Nets, it's cool. Yeah, you know, they got their thing going on, too. But you know how it is with the Knicks, man. You know, you got Madison Square Garden. That Madison Square Garden hit different. You know what I'm saying? It's when you certain. get out of Penn Station, when you get out of Penn Station and you just look up and you see the garden right there, it's like, oh, shit. You get a little chills off the rip. Like, it's different, man. So, yeah, I'll, 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 maybe Quentin, maybe uh, Tim, yeah, okay, maybe he's in the conversation, top three for sure. But front runner, I wouldn't say just yet. I wouldn't say just yet. Yeah, I mean, we're only halfway through the season. But the fact that he has them right now, last I checked, they're number four seed in the East right now, which if if he could keep them in that range of a top four team, and if Quinn Snyder doesn't finish as the number one seed and you see like, like right now with Phoenix's win last night, they're number two. If you can see a Phoenix, LA, and the Clippers move up, yeah. if they go on a little losing streak, I might, you might see yeah. Tibbs pulling out that yeah, yeah, yeah. coach of the year. Yeah. Nobody expected. I mean, a lot of people yeah, are still talking about the Knicks being in the uh, lottery again. Like, what a great story. You know, like, what a great, I think you're right. If, 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 if Utah, you know, they slide, if they slide and then the, the West, the Western dynamics get changed up a little bit. Yeah, okay, I can see, you know, people making a big, big case for Quinn, man. Uh, no, sorry, for um, Tibbs. For Tibbs, yeah. I, yeah, I can see that, man. You're right, you're right about that. Yeah, you're yeah, right about that. Energy is something different, and it's going to get crazier when they have full capacity. New York yeah. is going to be – New York is going to be – Come on, man. Different. Bobby yeah. Schmurt is home. Robin come Rebels on, home. come it's, on, man. The energy is it's different, different right now. It's and different right now. Fact, yesterday was the first time the Knicks lost since uh, Smurder came home, so. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I love, I love that that's a stat. You know what I'm saying? Like, I hope, I hope Sportsman posted that as a stat because that's fire. <laughs> hey, Joel Embiid or Nikola Jokic? Yo, that is tough. That's tough. Um, I mean, 
at the end of the day, it's going to come down to preference, man. You know, I'm going to have to say, I'm going to have to say, you might not like this, but I'm going to have to go with Yoke, man. I have to go with Yoke. I mean, Yoke is just, like, he brings the ball, like, he brings the ball up, you know? Like, he, you know, you give the ball to Joel anywhere on the court and he's good. Like, he, you know what I'm saying? He can make it happen. But, like, Yoke literally, like, he'll do that for you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you can do that for him, too, but he'll do that for you, too. Like, all right, you go here and I'll get you the ball where you need it, too. Like, he has an extra dynamic to his game. And on top of that, like, he is dominant back to the basket, too. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you look at how many ways he affects the game. Like, he literally affects the game in almost every way possible besides, you know, defensively, it's, it's a little bit more difficult for him. But I saw he's top five in steals, too, man. You know, so he's, his, hand, his hands are active, at least. You know? Um, but, yeah, that takes nothing away from Joel, man. I think Joel is, like, I think he's a wizard back to the basket. Like, he literally, his face-up game is, you know, ball play. This guy's doing step-backs. He's 7'2", 300 pounds. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? His step-back jumper is, like, it's ridiculous what he's able to do. But at the same time, man, Jokic is, you know, I've seen Jokic have some big games, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Jokic, big game. Jokic is overall the more complete player. Um, he brings, like you said, he brings so much to the game. It's not his fault where Denver is at. Um, no, he's doing his, no. he's doing his job. It's not his fault. And B, no. as you, like you said, it's preference and what you need for your team and what you, yeah. you know, what you want to, what you want to do or build around said player. Yeah. Because earlier it was last week and B did an in and out crossover step back. Like, come, like, come on, man. Like he looked like a was, guard. It was smooth. That's unfair. Like that's, that's literally unfair. You know, it like that is, oh my god. He had back, he was back to the basket, faced up. Let me do the in and out. Mm, step back. I said, wait, hold yeah. up. That's yeah. a guard move right there. Yeah. That's Harton's bag. Like this joker is <laughs> seven to, I was like, yeah. See now, That's now different. Now, now the only question that I will have for MD is, you know. Is that like is that stoppable in the playoffs? Like you know when like when a team has a game plan for you and you have to beat them four times, like can you you know what happens if you just double him and triple or double him every time? Like what does it, his game look like? Because nobody's doubling him in the regular season. You know it's like the Giannis thing, like where everybody just lets you go ahead, yeah, go crazy. You know what I'm saying? You can have fifty on me, go ahead. It's the regular season. Nobody play, nobody cares. Nobody's game plan for you. You know, but when you lock when you lock in on that deep on uh in the playoffs. You know, now what does it look like? Now when Ben Simmons, man, is not even looking at him, he is literally on your back too. You know, now what does that look like? Like, you can't really do that to Jokic because, like, he brings the ball up, you know? So it's like, okay, you could you could get it out of his hands early, but, like, he'll give it to a guard that, you know what I'm saying, and, and reposition himself. And, you know, you have to guard somebody, you know what I'm saying? So I, I think uh, I would have questions about, can he do this in playoffs too? I think that's where, you know, for Philly specifically, I think that's why they added. Seth Curry, they added different shooters. So it stays facing, even with, you know, Ben Simmons not being the best three-point shooter, it's going to be hard if Joel Embiid is able to pass out of those double teams. Like you said, playoff time comes, it's probably going to be double teams. It's whether or not, we've seen this all the time with big men, how comfortable are they passing out of that double team? Like, are they going to still be effective? And is it going to be a 
on point pass to the wide open person? Or are you going to know, hey, so that Seth Curry man coming, Seth is going to be open. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I don't think when it comes to that with Jokic, yeah. you don't have that problem because he's a no. And 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 see now, like the cool thing about Jokic too is and why I choose him is is because like we've seen him in the playoffs have big games. Like you know what I'm saying? Like we've seen him get his team out the trenches in the playoffs on a few occasions, you know what I'm saying? Just last year, like, they came from the trenches, man. Like, what playoff series has Joel Embiid, like, stamped his name in? You know what I'm saying? Like, we're this. I'm not losing, you know? And, you know, I can't really think of one, you know? But we've seen that out of Yoke already, you know? So it's like, until you do that, you know, it's, it's almost like with the, with the Devin Booker thing, like, yeah, you crazy, you nice, you know? But how do you look in the playoffs? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you look when you know, there's like at, there's something at stake here. You know, like play like Paul George looked great. You know what I'm saying for most of his career, he had two bad playoff series, and now everybody's like, oh, Paul George is ass and this and that. Like, man, look like he had he had a great career. You know what I'm saying? Like he's shooting 50, 50, 90 right now. Like who's to say that Devin Booker doesn't look like how Paul George looked in those two bad series? We don't know that yet. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I can't, I have a hard time fighting for a Devin Booker or a Joel Embiid when it's like, dude, you know, even Giannis too. Like, Giannis, man, you supposed to be one of the best players in the league. Man, you got to, you know, take over some series, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, do something. Stamp your name in something. I don't remember not one – name one playoff moment that you remember from Giannis. I don't remember a playoff moment. You know, I don't remember, like, anything big that happened. I don't remember him doing anything, like, crazy in the playoffs. You know, I remember that from Jamal Murray. I remember that from Jokic. You know, I remember that from Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic, the first time in the playoffs, he went crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, almost, I, had almost got the Clippers out of there. Almost got the Clippers out of there, man. And they were, they were, I think, the number one seed. Like, that's a moment, man. Like, you know, some of these guys, man, they don't have no moments. Man. They, you know, regular season guys, and, you know, kind of got to prove that. I think with Paul George, we talked about this on the show. I think with him, where people aren't really factoring in, if you really pay attention to Paul George, since that injury, he does not go into the paint as much. And I think subconsciously, or whatever the case may be, and he mentioned also mental health for himself, is why his game has changed. If you watch the games now, he's 50-50-90. Yeah. A lot of those shots are contested, fadeaways, yeah. three points. He's more yeah. relying on the jump shot and not getting to the paint enough. Like, everybody made a big deal. They lost to the Bucks. Something that we pointed out, which was appalling, he had zero free throw attempts. You look at the top yeah. scores, and he's 50-50-90, he's I think right now, only getting to the free throw line maybe five, six times a game. Imagine oh, wow. if he's able to get to the line on a heart and level of eight, nine, ten, Damian yeah. Lillard, eight, nine, ten. You talking yeah. about Paul George leading the league in points. Yeah. And yeah. I think that yeah. makes a whole yeah. different dynamic. So I think honestly, that's the thing with Paul George. It's the mental health aspect. And he don't he don't get enough easy baskets. Yeah. And they don't they also clippers, which is a whole other discussion. They ain't put a point guard there that could really help get the easy baskets for them. You, I mean you see you see the fact that we had to see Chauncey Billups pull Reggie Jackson aside multiple times a season, like, yo, don't shoot. Give the ball to Kawhi in this position. Yeah. 
See, all right. So now, 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 let me defend the Clippers organization here by saying this. You know, you look at guys like um, you look at guys like uh, what those guys in Boston, Tatum and Brown. Mm-hmm. You know, Kemba. Yeah, Kemba. You know, Kemba is a great, great fit for them. But when Kemba doesn't play, they don't need a point guard because those are two ball dominant guys that can kind of figure it out. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, I think the Clippers were thinking like. Why would we need a point guard? You know what I'm saying? We have the best three men, both, you know what I'm saying, two-way, three men, and one of the best scoring two guards. Why do we need a point guard? You know what I'm saying? So I think, like, for them, I don't think that was a point of emphasis because you guys should be having the ball both of the time anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like, why don't we just run this through y'all? But then, okay, Kawhi is not that level of creator, and Paul George yeah. is in his own, you know, he, I don't think he wants to create. So that's when, but, like, it's not all on the organization. Like, we thought you guys would be something different. You know what I'm saying? Like them boys in Boston, they don't have, they don't need Kemba. They, Kemba is a great piece for them, but it's not like, oh, if Kemba is not here, we fall apart. Nah, they rock out with Marcus Smart and they can win like that. You know what I'm saying? When Terry Rozier was there, they was winning like that. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, we don't have, y'all don't have a PG, but we shouldn't need, we shouldn't need a PG. Y'all, <laughs> LeBron I don't think, need a PG. We never said yeah, that about LeBron. Like, oh, LeBron doesn't have a great course. Point. Nobody ever said that. He's having the ball the whole game. He is the PG. <laughs> like you just mentioned, I think that's the thing. Is like Kawhi isn't the facilitator, really. He's going to do scoring. He's going to play defense. Same thing right. with PG-13. So, like, I've heard – I don't think it's going to happen. I've heard names thrown around like Terry Rozier yeah. coming to the Clippers. I think that would work. He's not, the, he's not averaging, you know, 9, 10, 11 assists. But now, as you mentioned with – the Celtics, that's another scoring option. So it becomes a little bit easier. They have a the Clippers have a nice core, but outside of Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Lou Will, who really is creating their own shot on that team? No, yeah, nobody. You feel me? So, so maybe they, little, who, who who takes the last shot for that team? LA. Well, how Paul George playing? I gotta give it to Paul George. How he playing? I'm putting yeah. the hands in, in See, to Paul I George. Agree. I agree. I'm giving – I feel Kawhi had, you know, a couple proven, you know, big shots in that series in Toronto, but I'm giving it to Paul George, and that's where I think maybe you add a Terry Rozier because it's like, yo, when you got – no disrespect to Pat Bev, Pat Bev plays his role. I'm a defender. I might hit that corner three, and then I that, – that's about it. That end of the game type moments, even with Lou Will on the court, it's somebody on that court with the Clippers that the defense isn't worried about. Yeah. <clears throat> See, now, now, so now, all right, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Because um, I think the same, it's the same case in Milwaukee, too. Like, who takes the last shot for Milwaukee? You know, is it Drew? Is it Chris Middleton? I know it ain't Giannis. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But like, but so now here, here is why we have to give guys like LeBron, you know, we gotta, we gotta look at them differently because if Kyrie took the last shot, LeBron didn't give a damn, bro. If you make it, I'm good. We won. I'm straight. If Dwayne Wade took the last shot and we make it, we won. He's good. He's the other guy. I don't know how Kawhi reacts if the coach says, all right, PG, you gotta take the last shot. I don't know if Kawhi is good with that. Giannis, I know Giannis is not good with the play being drawn up at Drew Holiday. 
Giannis is going to be in the back of his mind. I'm like, damn, yo, the media is going to kill me for this one. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if I should be. They probably think I should shoot. Because he's, he's taking pull-up jump shots for the game. Like, didn't he take a pull-up game winner? Like, what do you say? Like, what? You know what that is. That's just him mentally saying, like, yo, this is my team. I'm taking every last shot. You know what I'm saying? You know like, what's now, crazy? Gotta... That play that you mentioned, I think he either came out or the coach came out afterwards, and the play was drawn up for Chris Riddleton. But Jeez. the defense oh. knew. And they had like two guys on him. So Giannis had to take that shot. And okay. I think I agree completely. Mentally, he didn't mind taking a shot because it's like, yo, they are killing, they kill Giannis. Yeah. They kill, they kill Ben Simmons for not shooting, for not being able to take the big shots. Yeah. In regards to Milwaukee, I don't know with that. That's where is my concern. Like, who is shooting that shot? Chris Middleton, are we really playoff time? Are we really depending on Chris Middleton as your closer? Is that proven yeah and the playoff is about closing games like you have to close games so you can't just be you know what i'm saying out there like i think that's why la didn't like close out their series like who was closing them games out you know what i'm saying like who who was doing it lebron closed out every game for when la was you know saying the game was, was tight he either took the shot or he gave somebody a good opportunity to take a really good shot you know what i mean and ad hit some big shots too but it's like they close them games out. Like even Luca was closing games out. He's like, man, give me this shit. I'm about to close this. You know what I'm saying? Like you need guys like that. Like who is doing that on these teams? And how far can you get? Brooklyn has three of those guys, man. Like I can't see any. I can't see a team in the East being like even Philly. Like how are you gonna beat them four times? If the game is close, they have three guys that can close that thing out, man. Yo, I said it when it happened. I said this would probably be the first year I think. If they want to, easily all could average 25. Easy. Yeah, I think, Easy. Yeah, I think so too. And I that's the, so the last thing before we get you out of here, but that's the thing that you just mentioned. Is the player going to be okay with it? You look at the Lakers situation back in the day. Everybody knew Shaq for the first three and a half quarters is going to Shaq. Those last four yeah. minutes, yeah. put it in Kobe's hand and close it out. Thanks. Is a Kawhi going to be okay with that? Is right, a right, going right. to be okay with that? Hey, right. yo, the best option for us to win, go get your 30, 15, and 11. The mm-hmm. last two minutes is in Drew Holiday's hand. Right. Are they, are they okay with that? And Drew Holiday, Drew, Holiday is a, Drew Holiday is a playoff player. I remember him having big moments in New Orleans. He's a player. He is solidified. Same thing. He, he had do. AD. It was AD first three right. and a half quarters. Right. And then right, goes right, out. Right. Lakers, AD. We're riding yeah. you for the first three and a half quarters. <laughs> LeBron, it, he's going to yeah. close it out, but right. because you got to look at it differently, LeBron is just such a genius IQ player. Nope. I don't have to close it out how y'all want me to close it out. I could close yep. it out. The last three minutes, I had four assists, two steals, mm-hmm. and a block, and I mm-hmm. made sure I put AD in the position to get the game with a bucket light. That's where exactly. – He's different. There's levels, man. Yeah, there's levels, man. Last one before we get you out of here. Three songs that exemplify your life story. Damn. Hmm. Uh, I I, got to go with a 50 Cent song, at least one of them. You know, 50, 50, uh, 50 might have been my first album I ever bought, you know. So, 
what, what 50, you know, 50 might have been like my real introduction to like hip hop. Um, because before that, I was pretty much raised on like reggae and dancehall. Um, so I, 50, I would say. Uh, maybe patiently waiting, patiently waiting, 50, 50 and patient, patiently waiting. Um, you know, I think that the, the title is self-explanatory, you know, uh, I would say, I gotta get, I gotta get a, uh, huh. This is really, it's a really good question, man. It's a really good question. Um, I gotta get a Biggie song because me and Biggie, me and Biggie have a lot of similarities, man. First off, we was born in the same hospital. Second off, you know, we was born to the same situation as far as like our parents both coming from Jamaica, and then you know when they came up here, they they had similar jobs, and you know mm -hmm. we moved into similar neighborhoods. Um, so I gotta get a biggie. I gotta get a biggie song in there. Uh, Look at that, we getting exclusive here. I ain't know y'all yeah. born in the same hospital. Yeah, yeah. Now we born in the same hospital, man. We born in the same hospital. Um, yeah. I, I, uh, biggie and Jay Z. I love the dough. You know, because this, this, not that I'm a flashy guy or nothing like that, but at the same time, you know, there's a, um, you know, there's a sense, there's a, there's a sense of glamour that, 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 uh, that came along with his lifestyle that I like, you know what I'm saying? And to, you know, that's, uh, inspiring for me, you know what I mean? Like, uh, enjoying the finer things in life and, you know, there's nothing wrong with doing that. You know, I love mm -hmm. it though. Like, I, I love, I love, I love this shit. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? I work hard for my stuff and, yeah, you know, sometimes you want to be, sometimes you want to be uh, acknowledged for that. Um, and I, for the third one, I would say, uh, I would say, uh, I gotta get a reggae song in here. Um, my life story. Uh, I would say. Uh, Dang. Yeah, it, it's different. You got, you got to think about it. It's different. Yeah, yeah. Especially, especially with how much you love music. Yeah, I know. Right. I know you. I know your library is deep. At least yeah, five yeah, to like, eight. So I, and then you just mentioned reggae, Odyssey. and that's what you grew up yeah. on. Yeah. Good luck choosing right. one. Right. It's like good luck choosing one, and then also like I'm trying to think of like. It gotta be something that, because for me, like, I think that this, the music that stands out to you is stuff that resonates with your life story off rip. You know what I'm saying? So like, I'm just trying to think of like my standout songs that like stood out to me when I was young. Cause when I heard these songs, something in it told me that, yo, this is your song. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. it, it, I know it has to be a song that my dad was playing back in the day 
you know what I'm saying? When we just chilling in in the kitchen or something, that was my every time it came on, like yo, it's my, you know what I'm saying? It's my spirit. Uh, damn, what? Uh, it gotta be something. I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go with. Uh, See, now nah, I, I wasn't gonna get funny and go, uh, beating my girls and sugar, you know, because <laughs> I mean, see, I mean, you know, if you want to be honest, I, I, you know, that song did resonate with me too. Now, you know? <laughs> I always, I always been okay, I always been okay in that department. Uh, I, I'll go with that, I'll go with that, I'll go with that, and, and you know, that that song it just it, it embodies, uh, you know. It, it kind of goes in with the I love the dough, like that lifestyle, you know, saying? Yeah. Like sometimes you work hard and, you know, girls see that in you, you know, they see something in you and they acknowledge it, you know, so see, I'll go with that. Beanie Mom, girls, them sugar. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but that's like, that's like a funny one. But, uh, you know, I yeah, I'll just go with that. I'll go with For that. For sure. I mean, yeah. you, you check off a lot of shorties list above six feet. <laughs> Light skin, long hair, yeah. beard that actually connects. <laughs> we ain't worried about that department. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Wayne, oh, appreciate you hopping on again. This nah, will no be available doubt, on all streaming platforms. Appreciate all of our followers, listeners, subscribers. Y'all know the vibes. If you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. Bench mob, y'all, peace. Yeah, appreciate you for having me too, man. I love doing the show, man. You know, hopefully I'll get a, a third invite someday. Yeah, don't even act. Why are you trying to <laughs> talk? Hopefully. <laughs>